Are you struggling with kids fighting, yelling, and more despite listening to the podcast and reading all the books? Parenting can be so overwhelming and exhausting. You know, I see you and I have something that will help. Mindful Parenting SOS. I'm offering free live mindful parenting sessions starting Monday, May 6th. Basically, live mindful parenting lessons that you normally have to pay for. So if you struggle with getting your kids to listen, tantrums, misbehavior, and feeling the guilt of yelling at your kid, then you should definitely get your spot in Mindful Parenting SOS. I'll be there to answer your questions in person, and if you can't make it, we will have replays available. Don't wait to get your spot now. It's free. Go to mindfulmamamentor.com slash SOS to register. That's mindfulmamamentor.com slash SOS. I can't wait to see you there. And it was almost this light bulb moment, not to put her down in any way, but to help me to see that we all play to our strengths mm-hmm. and that we all do it differently. And that it's absolutely perfect that way. And I don't need to feel bad because I'm different than Andrea, that I need to like lean toward Andrea in ways I want to develop, but really exist happily in my own motherhood and not be ashamed of it at all. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode number 316. Today, we're talking about rocking different parenting styles with the hosts of the Family Looking Up podcast. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have, and when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark Fields. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of Mindful Parenting, and I'm the author of the best-selling book, Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confidence kids. Welcome back to the Mindful Mama podcast. So good to connect with you. Brand new welcome. If you're new here, what a great episode to join me for. This is going to be a super fun episode, so welcome to you. Today I'm talking with three people, (laughs) so it's a little bit of a different kind of format of the podcast. I'm talking to the hosts of the Family Looking Up podcast, Andrea Nelson, Beth Millward, and Camille Ward. And we have a lot of fun in this episode, as you'll hear. Between the three of them, they have 15 kids from the ages of 2 to 20, and they each parent really differently. And we talk about different parenting styles and, you know, allowing and accepting all these different styles and acknowledging our strengths and owning our you know, accepting ourselves and our different styles as we are, because we're going to have as many different styles as we are people, because parenting is not about being this certain particular role. It's about being you ultimately, right? We talk about the struggle of comparison, you know, appreciating others, and of course, accepting ourselves for who we are. So I cannot wait for you to dive into this episode with me. It is so fun. We laugh a lot in this episode. But before we dive in, I have to announce if you are a coach, like a parenting coach, or maybe you're a therapist, or a teacher, or doula, or maybe you're just like a crazy parenting junkie, and you just love, love learning about these things. You should know that we are opening up a brand new round of the Mindful Parenting Teacher Training Program, and this program gets enhanced and revamped. We now have mentors who are also coming in to help, and we're going to kick it all off 
with a workshop that I'm holding on November 18th. And so it's a two and a half hour workshop. It's called Be a Mindful Parenting Coach, Change Lives and Earn an Income. And it's with myself and special guest business coach, Kaylin Asher. And we're going to talk about the inner work that it really takes to stand in your worth in the helping and healing business, how to lead a, a heart-centered business that's actually profitable. Kaylin's going to talk about the, the big mistakes parenting coaches make in their businesses and, and how to how to fix them, and of course, how to just serve your clients with more depth and presence. And so it's on November 18th. We have limited spaces available. You can find it at mindfulmamamentor.com. Under the resources page, you'll find a link for the workshop. And if you end up joining the Mindful Parenting Teacher Training Program, we're going to refund your ticket price for the workshop as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to diving into talking about this work. It's so powerful and beautiful. So check it out. It's at mindfulmamamentor.com. Check it out under the resources page. It's called the workshop is November 18th. All right. So that out of the way. Shall we dive into this episode? I think so. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Join me at the table as I talk to the hosts, the wonderful hosts of the Family Looking Up podcast. Yes, I'm excited to talk to you guys, your fellow podcasters. I mean, I know why I started the Mindful Mama podcast. I mean, well, I started in a kind of a different way, but I wanted to have these conversations because I was like, you know, part of me is like super selfishly, like I want some help. I want to talk to these like smart, amazing people. Is is that why you started the family looking up podcast? Well, it was a similar thing where Beth and I were running partners and we, you know, you just have mom struggles all the time. So whoever you're running with, whoever you're talking with, you're always talking about the struggles you're having in your home. And we were just searching for answers, searching for solutions to some of the problems we were having, but also we just really love to laugh and we find a lot of humor in some of the things that maybe people don't think are so funny. <laughs> and we were searching for a podcast that would bring us that humor without all the swear words or just like the crass humor. And mm. so we thought, well, let's start a podcast where you can have, you can listen with your kids in the car and get a little laughter while you're trying to learn about motherhood. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, because you really can't listen to like the one podcast that made me laugh the most ever, ever, ever was um, my dad wrote a porno. <laughs> you really can't listen to that yeah. with your kids. No, when no, your never, kid never, gets never, to, never. You to preschool and is like, oh, my mom was listening to the porno on the way here. <laughs> but the title doesn't give it away at all. I think this is probably safe. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so very Midwestern of you. I love that. You're like, I don't want any swear words in my podcast. <laughs> so cute. So what were you, what were you struggling with at the time? Like in the beginning, what were some of those early struggles? Do you remember any of those? Um, I mean, I think it's just kind of those things like, so we have different, we're in kind of different stages of motherhood, Beth and I, mm -hmm. Camille kind of runs the whole gamut. So I guess we should first say how many kids we have. So oh, yeah, I a have, lot between you. I have four <laughs> kids. I have five kids. My oldest is 11 and my youngest is two. So I have like the younger, the younger set of kids in the group. Andrea's kids are, her youngest is. My youngest is 11 and my oldest is 20. And I have six kids. So I am the most insane of all of these people. <laughs> my oldest is 20 and I really wanted to drag the whole thing out. So it would never end apparently. So my youngest is five. So I go five to 20. So I'm kind of the two of them. Put yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. my gosh. So you, you know, did you, I just, quick question for you, Camille. Yes. Did, do you love babies? <laughs> <laughs> you Apparently. Know? <laughs> uh, it's funny because I grew up almost as an only child. I was I was uh, so far after I was one of those menopause accidental babies. Mm-hmm. So my siblings were really grown by the time I came around. And um, so I didn't mean, know how it worked. I didn't. <laughs> I had no idea what I was signing up for, I guess. I don't know. But but um, I did love to go to my friends. They had a big family and my husband comes from a very large family. And so. I mean, I really honestly wasn't even confident that I could like be a good mom at all. I warned my husband when we were engaged. I was like, honestly, you might really just want to cut bait and run. I mean, (laughs) because I think I probably am going to be a terrible mom because I don't like kids. And like, I don't know how to like interact with him very well because I was the youngest. And he just laughed his head off at me because he's like, oh my gosh, you're don't ridiculous. worry. You'll have six and figure yeah, don't, it out. Don't, don't worry. You're, don't, you're ridiculous. Don't worry. And, and the thing that I learned was you really have no concept of how well or how much you're going to love those kids until they're there. And yeah. so as I had kids and I, I realized I, I really do love to be a mom. That doesn't mean I love it every minute. Doesn't mean that I love it for this many years of little kids, but I do love it. And I feel like that's that's one of my callings here. So that's what I do. Oh, okay. So you're, you're not like my, my theory about people who have a lot of kids is that mm-hmm. once your kids get a little bit old, you're like, I want another baby. No, <laughs> no it, it wasn't like that for me. I you think know, that was more my problem. Yeah, than it yours. was. Yeah. For me, I, I just, I, I just, I felt like that. how many I was supposed to have. I had that many and it turned out great. Wow. But you, Beth. Well, I didn't listen to any higher powers or any suggestions from anyone. I just saw a tiny baby and I was like, all right, I guess I'll have another one. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, is this a bad idea? Likely, but look at it. It'll snuggle. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, I know because they stopped snuggling. My oh, daughter's like going into 14 and her oh, hugs. Yeah. She's like a stiff board yes. that I yes. hug. <laughs> and so they start sad. to smell really weird. Oh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they go through a weird smell stage. And- <laughs> Yes. I totally interrupted you guys. So you had, you had, and you guys have very different parenting styles, right? Like as you kind of just talk about these different things. So, so, all right. So what are, what are the different styles you're kind of approaching with, you'd say? So I am the, um, we're calling it the immerse your children in adventure. (laughs) We'll say adventure. Let's say adventure. Yeah. I immerse them. I really like, I am not very structured. And for me, I'm very much like a Saturday morning. All right, everybody, we're going to the mountains. Find some boots, find some gloves, find some hats. We're about to go play in the snow. And I'm, I can just load up all five of my little kids and go and do that. And to me, that's really important that they're adventuresome, that they like are confident. I just love watching my kids climb up things when my mom friends are like, oh my gosh, what's he going to happen? He's two, he's going to fall. And I'm like, isn't it awesome that he's so like, he can do it. Like he's so proud of himself. Like I find so much joy in that autonomy and then like just Mm -hmm. going out and just doing it. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that that's like really what I value as a mom. And so we call me the adventuresome mom. Yeah. Beth is the adventure packed, spontaneous Let's go do it, mom. Yeah. Yep. 
I would say I'm the opposite of Beth. I, yes. I love that. <laughs> oh no, you're the opposite. I can relate to you, Beth, though, because my daughter is a super climber and I'm of the school of like, you, you know, they have to figure out their body and they have to know their own limits. And yeah. I would kind of like spot, you know, I would do a lot of spotting, yeah. but she scared so many other people's <laughs> other kids' parents would be like freaking out and they'd be like, it's okay that she's at the very top of the playground of the of the old school swing set. And she's, yes, like, she's five, when, you know, she's good. Back when it was allowed to have like 30 foot high swing sets, yes. like they would never allow those anymore. So you got to find the really old playground yeah. and just be like, go for it. The worst that'll happen is you'll break every bone. Let's Watch go. out for the rest. <laughs> oh my Tetris- God. Do you- <laughs> do you guys have um uh, merry-go-rounds or you probably don't even call them you probably oh, come probably yeah. call them something else in the midwest but like they it's so hard to find an old school merry-go-round these yeah. days and then we found one and my kids were and i was like let's go really fast you guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them around super fast and they were petrified but i awesome. keep throwing up Sorry. stop mom <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so, I feel like I'm the opposite of Beth I we like adventure but I like structure so I like to have things organized on a Saturday morning in my house it would be okay guys we're gonna get chores done this needs to be done and then after that I've planned that we're gonna go for a hike or you know like to me I like structure I like boundaries I like I like to feel safe in my little controlled compartment of my house <laughs> so I'm more of a structured organized mom Parenting can be loud, stressful, and rough some days. And we want to be able to go to bed and take care of ourselves in a really beautiful way. And that's why I love that Cozy Earth is a sponsor of the podcast. Cozy Earth offers bedding products that will transform your sleep. The bedding is temperature regulating, which is like a huge sleep benefit, has superior softness, incredible fabric, and incredibly high quality. All the products come with a 10-year warranty. Truly, incorporating Cozy Earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and your overall wellness. You deserve to treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence after all the day's craziness of parenting with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear. And it's a way to prioritize your self-care and sleep health. You deserve it. And here's an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use the code MINDFUL35 for 35% off. That's awesome. At CozyEarth.com. That's coupon code MINDFUL35 for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And this season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and busts common myths about special education. So I checked out the episode on the difference between IEPs and 504 plans because my daughter Maggie uses a 504 plan and it was really, really helpful. It went over all the differences, which one's better, how to get them, different myths and what your rights are, all kinds of different things that you should understand if your child may need extra help in education through an IEP or a 504 plan. The tone is super helpful, friendly, and smart. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains. 
Yeah. So I am, uh, it means a lot to me to be able to connect emotionally with my kids. Um, so we do a lot of, we, we talk a lot with each other. We spend a lot of time together. Um, I love to hang out with my teenagers. They just get more fun in my opinion. The older they get, the more fun they get. So a Saturday at our house looks like a lot of projects, but a lot of talking, a lot of laughing, a lot of communicating with each other, and then finding something we can do as a family that we can all really enjoy and laugh about. We have a lot of laughter going on. Oh, that's beautiful. And now you have your kids, you have your kids, you range the gamut to 20. So yes. are they, are they totally, how do you feel about things like, you know, the video games and like the immersed in, in Minecraft for mm, three hours kind of thing? Well, I'll tell you, that is something that we, we all have been talking about on our podcast is how mm -hmm. hard the struggle is. My oldest two are actually out of the house now. Um, I've got one living in Hawaii, going to college, and I've got another one living in Italy, serving a church mission. Um, and then I've, I've got teenagers down to the five-year-old. So for those ones that are at home, it's hard. It's oh. really hard. And we just had an episode about this because we feel like three years ago when we started our podcast, media management and control was our biggest problem probably. And we feel like it still is. And you know, we keep talking to people and getting some better ideas, but we've realized it really comes down to mom, mom deciding what those limits have got to be and enforcing them. But it's hard. Mom I think that, the boss. yeah, I think that that's one of the hardest things for moms and my five-year-old, I think my five-year-old and my eight-year-old, I think actually struggle more than my teenage boys with media management. So that's all on me. So that's something I'm going to take care of, but yeah, it's, it's a difficult thing. Yeah. Cause it's, it's something they can't, it's like, it's like a drug, right? Like it yeah. just yeah. provides those hits to the brain and, and they can't really, they, you know, you can't, it's not like you can be like, well, let's, you set your own boundaries. Like yeah. that doesn't work so well. No. And it's so pervasive world. Yeah. It's just so pervasive in every, in every place where we are media 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 is just such a, a huge issue so well, and it's interesting that the three of us are so different in our parenting but we all three have the same problem mm. it's like it doesn't it's it's just interesting you think maybe there's a kind of mom that maybe struggles with that more than another kind of mom mm -hmm. but here we are three moms that are super different in our approach to parenting and all three of us are still having that same struggle and so it's like, it just seems like the more moms we talk to and the more interviews we do and the more episodes we do, we're finding out that everyone is so different, but we all have this connecting thread with our kids. We all have such similar struggles and we maybe have different viewpoints about them. Maybe some people don't feel like it's a struggle at all. Maybe they're like, what's the big deal? I don't care. But the it's still the same issue. And it's just so cool to talk to other people and get their ideas and take what works for you and leave what doesn't. So have you guys come in the middle a little towards each other's parenting styles as you've shared so much information and discussion about it over the years? Uh, like, like Beth, have you gotten more organized and Andrea, have you like loosened up a little? <laughs> oh, you goose. You know what? Organization is a um, chromosomal problem. Problem. I just was not, it's not in me. I can't do it at all. But you know what? I, I strive to be more like Andrea. 
Like I love like her house. It feels so nice. Like everything is, has a place and it's very neat and it's beautiful. And her planner's always all lined out and she's calling me and telling me what I'm supposed to be doing today. (laughs) And like, I just love and respect that so much about her. And I try and try and try and try. And it's like, it's just not working good. <laughs> like, so it's like my small efforts are still nowhere near hers. But yes, I'm way more organized in a lot of ways than I used to be. Um, maybe out of necessity when I had so many kids that I was like, oh, wow, we have to like, people have places to go. Like, I got to figure this out. But like, I think that's my philosophy or maybe my game plan is just to continue to surround myself with moms that have these strengths I don't have. So they can just help me through it. So I can get a little bit better. And then Andrea swoops in and saves the day and calls me and says, Beth, we have an interview right now. And I'm like, cool, I'm on it. Here I come. You know? Well, the one thing I've learned too, is that like, it's okay for us to be different, but if there's something like that, I admire, like, I love the relationship Camille has with her kids. I love Beth's spontaneity, even though it stresses me out, but I can kind of lean towards those ways. Like my family runs best when I'm being who I was am supposed to be like my family runs best when I have organization. And when I have those, um, boundaries set, because that's when I'm happiest and I feel like I'm working at my best, but that doesn't mean when I see things in other moms that either from from Beth and Camille or the, the guests that we interview, when I see things that I really admire, then I can just kind of lean towards that way a little bit. Like think, okay, I'm never going to be the mom that like drops everything and says, we're going to go to Disneyland this weekend. Like that's not going to be me. But I that's might a great say, idea though. Saturday morning, <laughs> I could see you doing yeah. that. I'm sure you probably have. But I could try maybe sometime just be like, Hey guys, this morning, we are just going to go to the pool. We're going to go to the pool. And I don't care if things aren't done. We're just going to go. Like there are little things we can do if we see things that we want to try, but it doesn't mean that we're doing one it way wrong. is better than the yeah. other. Like we all have our strengths. And I think we work best when we, we really parent towards those strengths. You know, I hear like this self-acceptance of like, this is the way I am. And, and I'm good with that. But I wonder if like, you know, did it take some time to get to that place? Did you feel like this guilt of like, you know, I'm not as organized as, I mean, I know I have a, I have scheduling issues myself. And so like, if I was like, you know, working with a a very scheduled friend that I might feel like, oh my gosh, like that, you know, that whole, like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not as organized This guilt for not being enough? And, you know, it takes some time to maybe get to that place of self-acceptance. Is, is that what happened for you guys at all? Yeah, I think that is huge. I honestly believe this podcast has done that for me. Mm -hmm. Before the podcast, I always felt inadequate. Mm -hmm. I just always felt like, man, I kind of feel bad for my kids. I just don't feel like I'm as good of a mom as my neighbor. And, you know, I see her outside. I see like how fantastic she is. They get to go do all these things and I'm just kind of lame. And I remember I had a moment, you know, as, as we've had these incredible guests for different reasons. We have communicators, we have lawyers and go-getters, and we have all of these different kinds of moms we talk to. We were talking to a mom who, oh my gosh, like Marilee Boyack is like incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Like she's written books about like, these are the things your kids should have mastered by this age. And it's like your eight-year-old should be able to pump gas and take care of the gas. <laughs> like it's ridiculous how, like, I'm not exaggerating. It's ridiculous. Like I looked through the book and I was like, I don't think I know how to do most of these things. <laughs> so we're interviewing her and, and I'm, I'm having these simultaneous emotions of, 
you're incredible. And I am seriously going to raise homeless people. Like I am so worried about my own parenting. But one thing that we always ask for, for humor's sake, is we ask our guests to give us a mom fail. A time when not not a serious mom fail, yes. uh, like my, you know, I accidentally dropped my child and they got brain damage. Not that kind of mind fail or mom fail, but the kind of mom fail where you're just doing your best, but it goes wrong and it's silly. We asked her for one of these mom fails. She tells this story about how her refrigerator only has condiments in it. Because she never makes dinner. She hates to cook. And she was trying to cook and she was going to spray the pan with Pam. And her daughter-in-law stopped her because she'd grabbed the bottle of Raid. And it was a hilarious mom fell that I so appreciated her sharing because I thought, well, I rock at cooking. Like my fridge is packed with great food. And it was almost this light bulb moment, not to put her down in any way. But to help me to see that we all play to our strengths Mm -hmm. and that we all do it differently and that it's absolutely perfect that way. And I don't need to feel bad because I'm different than Andrea, that I need to like lean toward Andrea in ways I want to develop, but really exist happily in my own motherhood and not be ashamed of it at all. Yeah. And this like discussing it, like this bringing all these things in the open and bringing our, our fails and our struggles into the open. That's part of what really does that. Right. It's like this, I'm not alone piece, right. That's a big part of self-compassion. Like, you know, don't, you know, don't tell you, go tell your kids like, or tell yourself that, you know, Hunter never yells at her kids because that's not true. Like, you know, it's like when we, when we bring these imperfections and these pieces of our humanity out to the open, it's like, Oh, it's not so scary after all to like, yeah, to, to be open about these things. Right. Yeah. And we, we always say like moms need moms. And that's, what's so important is if all we do is compare ourselves to what's happening on the outside, then we always feel like we're not enough. We feel like everyone's doing it better or whatever. And when Andrea and I are talking and I find out she's actually struggles with something and Camille actually struggles with something else. And I'm telling them all the time, all my struggles. And then all of a sudden it doesn't make me respect them less. It doesn't make me think that they're not as great and as amazing of people and moms. It just makes me realize that they're people and I just love them more for it. And I respect their opinion even more now because I'm like, oh, you're human. Like you're, you understand as opposed to someone who just keeps all the bad to themselves all the time. It's like, how do I relate with that? Like, I don't feel comfortable talking to that person. I don't feel like we can ever really meet in the middle anywhere. So like, it's just, if you feel like you're alone in this mom thing, it's horrible. It's like this lonely guilt ridden place. But when moms start realizing like, you're amazing because you're the mom. That's why you're amazing because you are you. That's all. That's what makes you so great. And so we can talk about all the ridiculous things we do wrong and all the hilarious like spills and accidents and situations and like, oh my gosh, I could go on and on about how ridiculous life is. Then you realize like, it's okay. You're a great mom. And so is everybody else. And now we have this whole community that's working together to enjoy it more and to do a little bit better at it. 
feel like you're the martyr in your family, you're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Hmm. I love that. I love that. So I'm curious about how, how you each were raised and like, what are some of the good seeds that you're going to, that were planted in you that you're from your parents that you're going to bring forward? And what are some of the things that you're going to leave behind that you want to leave behind or you've attempted anyway to leave behind? And uh, dang, we're delving into childhood stuff. This is about to get weird. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I've got one real quick then. Um, I was raised, my mom got really sick when I was nine and had a chronic illness. So she was in a wheelchair and very homebound throughout most of, well, all of my life after the age of nine. Um, She's passed away now. I think that that situation forced the busyness out of her. She couldn't go anywhere that she wanted to go. And because of that, we had a fantastic relationship because she was there to listen to me. She was a great communicator. She was a hilarious woman. And I've thought a lot about that with my own kids. I feel guilty, actually, that I'm so busy. It, she, wasn't, she wasn't given the choice. She was suddenly not busy. So I've made the choice to, I've tried to make the choice to implement those amazing listening skills that she had with me and give that benefit without having to have a terrible chronic illness. Um, and, and so that's one of the things that I really have tried to bring to parenting. I would say one of the things that I have tried really hard to leave behind is that because she was homebound, she was really filled with a lot of anxiety. And mm-hmm. so um, she really didn't want me to do a lot of things that worried her. And so like I really wanted in high school, I wanted to do this program my senior year where you became an EMT 
but that really scared her that I was going to catch a deadly disease. It makes no sense, but this is what happens when you get locked up. And so, um, instead I did a CNA course, which I didn't love as much. I think I would have loved that a lot more. And so I've tried really hard with my kids. Like when my daughter says she wants to go to Hawaii to college to not be like, Oh no, don't do that. And, 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 you know, here she goes off during a pandemic and goes to Hawaii at the very same time that Hawaii had the highest rate of coronavirus in the entire United States is when she went. And it's, I have to constantly fight that because I grew up with a mom that was so worried and would hold me back. So I've tried to mm. not do that on purpose because I can see that I think I would have done a lot more if, if I wouldn't have had that constraint. Mm. Those are, those are two incredible lessons to bring forward. I mean, the, both of those, like just the reacting against and the like carrying forward. I love that. Listening is like, that's magic, right? It's like mm -hmm. so healing. Um, I, I could see that in you. <laughs> I could see that in you, Camille. I would love to like sit down in your living room. That'd be fun. Uh, someday <laughs> we'll come, we'll all come visit. <laughs> uh, I was raised, so my dad was in the air force. So I was raised a military brat. So we traveled the world. I mean, I lived for a couple of years in Saudi Arabia when I was in elementary school and they paid for us to travel. So I think I've been to like 30 different countries before I was even a teenager, but I was raised by a Lieutenant Colonel. So <laughs> in our house, you, he ran it like the military. I mean, we, we had our jobs to do. You'd get up every morning and say, it's, Oh, dark 30 guys, get out of bed. Like, it, you know, he was Andrea and I are really similar. In this way. <laughs> so, you know, we were expected to get our jobs done pretty early in the morning and then we could do, but on the other hand, my mom, my mom was a very fun mom. My mom, um, both my parents were very encouraging in high achievement and, and such a, I feel like I was very blessed to be raised in a family where, um, they did a great job of instilling self-esteem. And I, I think back and I think, I don't know how they did that, but we just kind of felt like we could, we could do anything or, you know, I just didn't have a lot of concerns about, about what's the word I'm looking for insecurity. Mm -hmm. And I do think that came from my parents. They were just very, very encouraging. That's awesome. I can see where your uh, organization came from too, yeah. obviously. Yeah. See, it's an unfair advantage. I wasn't raised by a man in the military. So technically <laughs> this is not my fault. <laughs> you know, I was raised, um, so there's six of us and we were all born within like nine and a half years. Like we're really close. So oh, wow. we, my mom had this herd of small children. We were a little bit lower income. Um, it was just a lot of chaos and craziness. And my parents just raised us to like, don't be dramatic. There's a lot going on here. Like, we're just going to do it and we're not going to make a big deal about silly things. And like, um, I just remember me and my siblings only shopping at thrift stores but we thought we looked so dang cool. Like we legit, like if my mom would try to take us to JCPenney's, we'd be like, no, no, no. Why would we go there? There's an amazing thrift store down the road. And like, we, I feel like we just felt like, like we could just wear whatever and be cool with it. Like our hair looked crazy and we were totally fine with it. Like 
my husband was raised so different from me. And I would talk about like going to high school in my pajamas. And he was like, my mom would literally kill me. Like your hair must be brushed. You have to have jeans. You have to have a buttoned up shirt, like very neat and tidy. And my parents were just like, Hey, you do you like be who you want to be and just rock it. Like whatever you're going to do, do it. And like, I just, now I feel like I've become more insecure since leaving my parents' house. And um, I just look at my kids and I'm just like, just go in the world. Like if you love those plaid pants and that striped shirt, and that hideous headband, like if you're going to do it, just do it, just rock it and go out there and just be proud of it. And like, I just, I want my kids to just be good with who they are mm. and not get carried away with all the, like all the insecurities of like, well, what will other people think? What will people think? And I'm guessing my parents raised us that way just out of necessity. Like there wasn't another choice. It was so much chaos, so many little kids, but all of us have grown up to be, the six of us are like literally best friends. Like we love to be with each other. That's we very have true. all these they memories do. together. We choose, like if we could go on a trip, like we choose to be together and we all kind of have this same, like really low drama. There's nothing to fight about. Me and my siblings don't fight about things because we just came out of our home thinking there's nothing to be upset about. Just be you. Mm. Wow. Okay, cool. I bet like you're, uh, you must... Um, you must be like, I mean, do you take your kids like thrift shopping now, like for fun? And you're oh, like, no, yeah. like, do this. Don't do this. Like here are the, <laughs> let me show you the match properly. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny because now my daughter is like, Hey mom, do you want to go on a mom date? And I'm like, yeah, where should we go? She's like, do you want to go to Goodwill? I'm like, let's do it. Like, <laughs> let's do it. And it is, I have had to find some balance with my husband because looking back at childhood pictures, I am like, yikes, mom, like completely <laughs> unacceptable. What is happening? Why am I in a swimsuit? I'm in fifth grade. Like, you know, like I have had to rein it in a little bit. So like we try to not buy so many ugly clothes. So at least when they dress themselves, they look somewhat normal. So, <laughs> so great. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, having a sibling, it's interesting because one of my best friends was uh, an only child growing up, but she was like a homeschooled only child. And I was like really jealous of her for a long time because <laughs> she got like, as from my point of view, like everything, you know, mm -hmm. and she, all this stuff. And I had my brother and he was a pain in the butt and all this <laughs> stuff. But I'm like, no, I, I just love my brother. Like I miss yeah. my brother. I want to hang out with him. We're like way too far away from each other, sadly. Um, but, but yeah, I think if you guys uh, clearly have given your children the gift of siblings, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do what we can. <laughs> So do you ever, do you guys ever disagree on ha how to handle parenting situations with each other? <laughs> yeah. Disagree with each other. Mm -hmm. I think we have plenty of disagreements, but all, <laughs> but, but all in good fun. Yeah. You know, I think we, we have, um, incredible respect. And in the end, like whenever we're, well, we were having a funny disagreement the other day. About I think, no, that went beyond disagreement. That was a fight. Okay. <laughs> Andrea's claws were out. Yeah. We were having a disagreement about proper etiquette when you're playing games, you know, like how oh. do you treat your spouse? Like, do you play to win no matter what? Or do you, that's Andrea. <laughs> or I feel yeah. like, hey, my husband made vows to like be nice to me. So he can win. That's fine. But like so apologetically. <laughs> right. So we were having this disagreement all in good fun. Yeah. And um <laughs> We, I mean, we're laughing about it. Like it means nothing, you know, yeah. 
but we definitely had our own viewpoints. And Beth was like, girls, girls, <laughs> we all know Andrea's kids have turned out so fantastic and are so competitive <laughs> and it's done them good. So let's all hug it out and we're just going to move on. So, I mean, we do, I think we respect, we respect yeah. each other's parenting and Absolutely, it works for yeah. each of our kids, the way that we do it. Absolutely. So even though we, we might disagree, but it's not in a negative way. It's no. kind of just like, well, I wouldn't do it that way, but it works for you. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Like I, I would never think, oh my gosh, you're like, your kid is going to turn out bad. <laughs> but I do feel like part of the podcast has helped with that yes, because I do, yes. I think More because accepting. we take all of us take our mothering so seriously, every mother takes her mothering seriously. It's a big deal. Obviously you've been given a human being and because of that, we put our best effort into it. And so I think it's very natural for mothers to feel competitive and to look at Take the way, personally. yes. And to look at the way another mother is mothering and say, well, I think your kid's going to turn out bad because I've made a decision to do it differently. And I, I think that that's a natural mm -hmm. thing that happens, but I think it's such a sad thing that happens that we need to fight against mm -hmm. that. And I feel like perspective has given me that. I think as a young yeah. mother, I did think that much more, but as I've seen kids raised and turn out great, it's made me realize, Oh, every mother mothers her own way. And, and it's great. Yeah. It, it really mm -hmm. works. But don't you think that's part of like your own insecurities? Like I feel like I do, when yeah. I'm insecure about something that my kid has done or something that I have done in the world of parenting, and I feel insecure about it. Then if someone comments like, oh, maybe you should have done this. I'm all, I'm all defensive about it, you know, and I don't know, whatever. And when I'm just like, you know what, that's, that's who I am. Like, that's how I mom. And I feel really comfortable with that. Then people's suggestions or ideas don't affect me at all. I take them or leave them. So I think it has a lot to do with how you're feeling about your yeah. yourself and your parenting. If you're just in a constant state of guilt and shame and and remorse about everything you've done, then you can't, you, you just miss out on such an opportunity to take advice from other great moms because mm. you're just so consumed by your own whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Insecurity. That's so, very true. And yeah. during the podcast, I think we've all gotten a lot better at that. Like I just remember at the beginning, just, I really told my husband all the time, like crying, like, I feel so bad that I, that they had to get me for a mom. Like I felt so bad about it. And like throughout the podcast, it was like one episode we finally called, like, I'm a dang good mom because we'd mm -hmm. finally come to this thing. Like, wait, like I'm a dang good mom. Like, sure. Well, kids other are moms, actually lucky. Yeah. Other moms do lots of great things too. But like, I remember that same turning point of feeling like actual guilt and shame about like my kids having to have me like, well, poor things. And to like, no, actually it's great. Like they're going to be great. They don't need another mom. Like I'm their mom for a reason. And so mm -hmm. I'll do my best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So do these, um, I, I'm, what I'm hearing is like a, some beautiful, like moving from judgment to, you know, acceptance and curiosity, even, you know, like when we can talk to other people about their ideas, like being open-minded and being curious about what that, what that's, you know, doing for them or whatever, you know, and where people are coming from and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm wondering also like you, you all have, you know, you all have four plus children. <laughs> <laughs> Four is the new 10. I feel like every time she talks about our amount of kids, she gets very uncomfortable. She's like, okay. I'm going to go double up on my birth control. Hold on. Just <laughs> totally. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, <laughs> but I'm wondering, so how, you know, you, how are you, how are you guys taking care of yourselves in the midst mm. of like big families that have a lot of stuff going on with them? What are you, what are you doing for your self-care and what, and what are you making a priority? Um, and how do you hold the boundaries maybe around that too? I think that one, I'm sorry. No, you go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to just say, um, I think that one thing that is important to remember is that it's so easy to get lost in the needs as a mom. And it took me a lot of years to figure this out. It's so easy. There's, especially when you have a lot of kids, you can become invisible in all of everyone else's needs. And you feel guilty by taking, for taking time to yourself because you feel like, well, I should be there. I should be doing these things. Um, I think that's a real problem for moms. And it's really important for moms to realize at some point that moms are people too. And moms, I've got to still be Camille. I've got to know who is Camille. And so I, I had an experience when I had two kids and I was pregnant with my third and I was losing it big time. We lived in an apartment. My husband was in grad school. He was gone all of the time. I was in the apartment as a stay-at-home mom with these two really rambunctious kids and I'm pregnant and pregnancy makes me feel ragey, like really <laughs> ragey. That's how I manifest as hormonal. And, um, Luckily, my husband was majoring in marriage and family therapy. And so <laughs> he didn't start that until she started getting mm -hmm. pregnant. And, and like, then he was like, change, change, change my major, change my major. <laughs> I don't know crazy. what to do. Um, but one day he came home and he said, Camille, you are so stressed out and you have lost yourself. I am going to stay home all weekend with the kids and you're going to leave now and you're going to go just take three days. And I remember I was horrified and terrified of the thought of that. I thought, what on earth am I going to do? All my friends are moms. Like they're with their kids. Like how I have no idea what I would do. And I looked at him in this panic and I was like, well, what am I going to do? And he was like, well, go to a movie. I was like, not by myself. <laughs> like I was just horrified. Well, he kicked me out anyway. And <laughs> Good for him. So I, I, I started driving aimlessly. Like I really was, I had no idea what to do. It had been so long since I had just had me. I didn't even know how to just be single with me. And I ended up at a bookstore. I wandered in. I saw a book about motherhood. I started reading paragraphs. I sat down in the bookstore seat and I literally read it from cover to cover and I cried and I laughed. It was the most amazing book. And it talked about how you have to be you and you have to understand that motherhood is funny. <laughs> and it changed my motherhood. Honestly, from that point on, I really started to think, who is Camille? Like, what is Camille even like? So if you like reading, make sure you're planning time to read. If you like to be with friends, you need to include that in your life. You need to find those things that identify you as you, because as you do that, you become a better mother because you're happier and you're more secure and in a good headspace. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, so 
one thing that I think helps, which is kind of what the focus of our podcast is, is with my coping with motherhood, taking care of myself is just finding the funny. And so I think there is a lot of hard, there's a lot of hard in anything, motherhood, marriage, uh, just work, whatever it is. And I think right now, especially we just see a lot of negativity out there on social media. I had to just say, I'm done. I can't, I can't read it. I can't watch it. Um, just, there's so much negativity. And so I have found the best coping skill for me is just to find the funny, to find the laughter. And for me, I'm not like a super funny, like Beth and Camille, they can tell hilarious stories and they can just make you roll. I'm not that great of a storyteller, but I love to laugh. I love growing up hearing my mom cackle with her sister. Like (laughs) it's just a great way to relieve stress. And so for me, I'm always looking for the funny and it's something if, if people think, well, I'm not really that funny, like, and, and they're feeling down. I think it is something that you can, you can work on. It's a muscle that you can train. And so if you're feeling like you're in the dumps, if you're feeling like motherhood's overwhelming, then some things that you could do, you could just, um, tell yourself every day, I'm going to spend 15 minutes and just find funny out there. Like YouTube videos that are funny memes that are funny, uh, find people around you that want to do like you're like accountability partner. That's like, okay, every day you need to send me one thing. That's funny. Find something that's funny. Or like, I think it's great to teach the skill to your kids. So say what happened today that you can laugh about. And a great thing about this podcast too, is help me to look for the funny. So before when maybe I was like, Oh my goodness, this is just overwhelming. Now I'm like, this is great material. Like I can talk <laughs> about this in our introductions, like what's happening. So for me, that is a great way for me to relieve stress, to take care of myself is think, okay, what is my focus? Is my focus, the negative things that are happening, the negative things that I'm seeing, or is it these things that are going to uplift me and make me smile and laugh? And that makes me a better mom when I'm feeling uplifted. I love that so much. And I'm like dying to like jump in and share this like crazy thing I found Ooh, on share it. YouTube. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you talked about like the random things that make you laugh. Um, my daughter's just introduced me to tiny baking. Do you know what this oh, is? What? Yeah. Like, yeah. My no. daughter watches crazy. This. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's this crazy thing where, so we watch this woman make a teeny tiny peach pie yeah. in a teeny tiny <laughs> kitchen. It's with, like with a teeny tiny fridge that opened the light opened when it went in and this teeny tiny dough. And she took a big peach and like, <laughs> cut up this peach and made a whole, like, it was just it was hilarious. I'm, I know, and just maybe like, it's like looking at this. tiny baby bunnies, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that lady is well, kudos to her really for being is. like, who am I? I'm a tiny baker. <laughs> I have to find my inner tiny baker. And so I've got this big body. Give, I just need, to be, a tiny I just need to be a tiny baker. I need someone to build me a tiny fridge in a tiny oven. She's found herself, you know, she was Amazing. once lost, but now, she's, now found. she's found. Hallelujah. <laughs> In the world of tiny baking. That's it. (laughs) Beth, how are you taking care of yourself? Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, I mean, everything they said, very true. We got to like, I'm all about, like, I need my mom squad. Like, that is a real thing for me when I am just like going down fast and I'm finding no joy in anything that's happening around me. 
I just know I can go to my people and be like, oh, I hate everything. And they're like, yes, let's talk about it. You know, like that's when you found your people. Or like when you say the horrible thing, like, oh man, you guys, it happened again. I left the door open. The baby was down the road. And they're just like, oh, you, you know, and they don't judge. They're just like, oh, that's so funny. Did the cops bring him home? Ha 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 ha. You know, it's like you have found your people when you tell them something and instead of them shaming you for it, they just laugh with you or cry with you or whatever you need. So I just know like everyone needs their person. And I think the only way to find your people is to start sharing more. So you know who your people are and you know which people are going to find that really ridiculous thing funny. And you know which people are going to swoop in and bring your diet Dr. Pepper. And you know, like, like, you know, those people, because you've told those people, your your embarrassing things or your things that you thought like, well, I'm officially a bad mom now. I need to tell someone and they can either confirm or deny what I have said. Like, <laughs> am I actually a terrible human? And, you know, of course, if they're your people, they'll say, no, you're great. Like, don't worry about that. They'll, uh, uh, and they make up lies of why you're not a bad person. You're totally a bad person. <laughs> so like, I know, like, like my people keep me going and, you know, whoever that is for you, like, I think it's just important. I think sometimes we think, oh, we feel bad if we leave the kids to go hang out with friends and they need me here to tuck them in or whatever it is. And it's like Camille said, like, if you're not taking care of you, you can't take care of them. And so whatever that is for you, like go and do it. And hopefully you have some partner spouse or something that will help encourage you to do that. And I like, I feel really lucky. I have like a great husband who sees me start twitching and he's like, all right, go, go record your podcast, go hang out with your friends, go hike a mountain. Like just, I'll take care of this herd of children that I only wanted half of, by the way, but I'll take care <laughs> of the other half too. And, uh, and go. So. Yeah. Yeah. Find your people yeah. and don't, don't like, there's like a thing like where we're like, Oh, I, I can't, I can't like, you know, I can't make my child uncomfortable for me to take care of my needs, like yeah, yeah. not feeling alone and, and yeah. things like that. And, and that's, it's, uh, it's, it's detrimental to your child ultimately, because if you're yeah. miserable, your child's going to be miserable. You're going to start right. resenting them ultimately. Like, yeah, these, it's funny how like those relationships can kind of drop away when you're, you first have kids. But if you're in that stage, dear listener, fight against it. Don't keep go finding your people. I, we had, um, I had my daughters at a birth center and we had a mom's group and it was like, Oh, it was a pain in the butt to get to that thing. It was <laughs> annoying. Like it took me like three hours to get out of the house, to get into the car, to get to this place, but it was so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It really made a huge difference in my life. Yeah. Well, Andrea and I traveled to a new, a different state to get yeah. to Beth. Yeah. And we yeah. do that. Uh, it's one state, you know, <laughs> but it's still three, but hours. it's still three hours. Yeah. And, and we do that about every five or six weeks. So we can record several podcasts and, you know, it's an interesting thing. Every single time it happens, we all stress oh. about, oh, I got to get everything ready so I can leave the family for, we, we do it for two days, one overnight. So I got to get everything ready and we leave early in the morning and it's always stressful leading yep. up to it. But then when we get together, it is so healing. <laughs> it is, it is like you are just filled back up again because we laugh harder in the two days than Lack we have in the last six weeks. Yes. And so it's worth, I, I think that that's the thing that um, I've learned is that there is a way, there is a way you just have to find it. Yeah. When you, when you realize what you need to do, find the way, find the babysitter or find 
whatever it is that you need to find, make it work and get to where you need to be so that you can be filled up again, because it just helps your mental health so much. That's doubly impressive to me because I grew up in Rhode Island, the smallest state. And now I live in Delaware, the second smallest state. So driving anywhere <laughs> more, more than like half an hour is like, whoa, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. No, it's 35 minutes away. So true. Yeah. It's a different world. It's a different world. Well, we're, we're just really dedicated to Beth. You yeah, know, that's the thing. It's See, because they get real- the SOS calls from my husband. They're like, come now, come now. <laughs> well, you guys, this has been so much fun. I, I love talking to you. And um, uh, yeah, it, it was fun talking to you the first time. The first time we all talked, uh, the, the ladies couldn't, couldn't see me. So they were talking to a, 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 a disembodied voice. And, yes. But it was so much fun then. And it's so much fun now. Where can people find out more about what you're doing? And, and of course, the, the podcast. Uh, family looking up podcast.com is our website. We have a lot of different resources on there. Funny mom fails recipes. Um, all of our podcast episodes can be found all right there. We've got merch store, a lot of different things We're it's a new website and we're adding more all the time. So we're hoping it becomes a really great resource. You can also find our podcast anywhere you find podcasts. We're there. All right. Any final words for the listener? We always say you're doing better than you think. So, and we really mean it. Every mom is really doing just better than they think. So keep, keep plugging along. I love that. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you for, thank you, Camila and Andrea for driving three hours to (laughs) see Beth and, uh, and for, for uh, making me laugh and making the listener laugh and like bringing your perspective to, to what you're doing and, and coming on here and sharing some time with me. It's been a real joy. Thanks Thanks so much for having us on. It's been really fun. Aren't Andrea, Beth, and Camille wonderful? I had so much fun with them. So great. I love the message, you know, and that we reminder that you know, we got to play to our strengths and we do it all differently and that's okay. And that, that also that reminder of community. And that's like a big thing that's been coming out as I've been talking to, you know, the people in the mindful parenting membership, but also the people in the mindful parenting teacher training. We are a smaller group and we get to really dive in deep. We're opening up registration is open now for the mindful parenting teacher certification program. And we're kicking it all off with a workshop on November 18th. It's called Be a Mindful Parenting Coach, Change Lives and Earn Income. So that's a live two and a half hour workshop on November 18th. Everything is at mindfulmamamentor.com. Check it out. It's really exciting to dive into the inner work it takes to, you know, to really kind of stand in your worth in helping and healing business. And I'm so excited to dive into that. So if you're interested in that, check that out at mindfulmamamentor.com. There's a link on the resources page for the workshop. And there are links for the Mindful Parenting Teacher Certification Program. And you can see some of our amazing teachers actually certified under the Mindful Parenting page. It's so great to see them. So yeah, check it out. And I hope this episode has helped you. I hope it's helped you smile and laugh. And I hope you are going to have an amazing week. I wish you peace and joy and fun. 
with your kiddos and, you know, let us all have the ability to not see so many of the problems, all the little things that are frustrating that our kids forget to do and all that stuff and let us see the joy and the fun and let us be playful and appreciate this day, this precious day of gift we have of being here on this earth today. And that's at least the message I need for myself. So if you need that message too, there it is for you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here all to the way to the end. You rock. I appreciate you so much. Appreciate your time sharing it with me. And I cannot wait to talk to you again soon on Friday on our little Friday episode. So I'll talk to you then. Take care, my friend. Namaste. They definitely do it. It's really helpful. It will change your relationship with your kids for the better. It will help you communicate better. And just, I'd say communicate better as a person, as a wife, as a spouse. It's been really a positive influence in our lives. So definitely do it. I'd say definitely do it. It's so worth it. The money really is inconsequential when you get so much benefit from being a better parent to your children and feeling like you're connecting more with them. and not feeling like you're yelling all the time or you're like, why isn't things working? I would say definitely do it. It's so, so worth it. It'll change you. No matter what age someone's child is, it's a great opportunity for personal growth and it's a great investment in someone's family. I'm very thankful I have this. You can continue in your old habits that aren't working or you can learn some new tools and gain some perspective to shift everything in your parenting. Are you frustrated by parenting? Do you listen to the experts and try all the tips and strategies, but you're just not seeing the results that you want? Or are you lost as to where to start? Does it all seem so overwhelming with too much to learn? Are you yearning for a community of people who get it, who also don't want to threaten and punish to create cooperation? Hi, I'm Hunter Clarkfields, and if you answered yes to any of these questions, I want you to seriously consider the Mindful Parenting membership. You'll be joining hundreds of members who have discovered the path of mindful parenting and now have confidence and clarity in their parenting. This isn't just another parenting class. This is an opportunity to really discover your unique, lasting relationship, not only with your children, but with yourself. It will translate into lasting, connected relationships, not only with your children, but your partner too. Let me change your life. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com to add your name to the wait list, so you will be the first to be notified when I open the membership for enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. mindfulparentingcourse.com No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and 
I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us 